0: Isaiah 63, beginning with verse 7, printed in your bulletin insert, the back of it, should you like to follow along. Otherwise, I invite you to simply listen. In preparation to hear these words, let us pray. O God of light and mystery and presence and wonder, we pray that your spirit would open up our hearts to hear a word from us this day through these ancient words we make this prayer in the name and power of the one who is Emmanuel, God with us in the Christ. Amen. I recount the gracious deeds of God, the praiseworthy praiseworthy acts of the Holy One, because of all that God has done for us, and the great favor to the house of Israel that God has shown them according to divine mercy, according to the abundance of God's steadfast love. For the Holy One said, Surely they are all my people, children who will not deal falsely. And God became their Savior in all their distress. It was no messenger or angel, but God's presence that saved them. In God's love and pity, the Holy One redeemed them. God lifted them up and carried them all the days of their life. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church.
1: Our second reading from scripture comes from the Gospel of Matthew. Let us continue to listen for God's word to us this day. Now after they, the Magi, had left, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, get up, take the child and his mother and flee When Herod saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, he was infuriated and he sent and killed all the children in and around Bethlehem who were two years old or under, according to the time that he had learned from the wise men. Then was fulfilled. What had been spoken through the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah, wailing, and loud lamentation. Rachel, weeping for her children, she refused to be consoled, because they are no more. When Herod died, an angel of God suddenly appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up, take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel for those who were seeking the child's life are dead. Then Joseph got up, took the child and his mother and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was ruling over Judea in place of his father, Herod, he was afraid to go there. And after being warned in a dream, he went away to the district of Galilee. There he made his home in a town called Nazareth, so that what had been spoken to the prophets might be fulfilled. He will be called a Nazarene. Here ends our scripture. In my childhood, there were billboards that read, put Christ back into Xmas. Anybody old enough to have seen these things? A shorthand word that had become a favorite in the world of advertising. The gospel for today reminds me of that movement. In our text, neither Jesus nor Mary are named. The baby, the mother. Hmm. Joseph is. Dreams come to Joseph, carrying words and images out of Israel's past. Ancient words of the prophets, those who speak for God. This is a text full of horror, full of fear. These words speak to the refugees of our contemporary world, those who know they must leave where they are and have no clue where they will be safe. How can this text describe the first months of life on earth of Jesus the Christ, child of Mary, who is sometimes called the mother of God. Matthew has produced a text which binds the story of the Christ to the ancient world of the Israelites and opens it to all of the world all of the time. He does this through the tears of mothers and their threatened and dying children. The wailing of Rachel, one of the matriarchs, wife of Jacob, who is son of Isaac, who is son of Abraham. All the suffering, all the wandering, all the formation of God's people in the wilderness is gathered up in Rachel's wailing, as is all the suffering that fills the earth this day. The cries of children on every continent wailing for the planet, encouraged by Greta Thunberg, a child herself. The wailing of our southern border and at the coast of the Mediterranean Sea. We sometimes want to refrain from using words like evil and sin, but Herod's decree that all the children be killed who are under two years old demands to be called out. Sometimes we need a touchstone by which to look at current events aright. The wailing of mothers for their children is a clue to right judgment. In the middle of the last century, T.S. Eliot wrote a morality play called The Cocktail Party. One character, Celia, comments, well, my upbringing was pretty conventional. I had always been taught to disbelieve in sin but anything wrong from our point of view was either bad form or was psychological. Well, today I am thinking that without words like sin and evil, we can be stymied in our search for the truth. They can be misused and overused, but they have a place in our vocabulary. How did Joseph know to pay attention to his dreams? Such attention seems closer to intuition than to book knowledge or logic. In our polarized time, we who disagree with one another seem to throw logical words and affirmations at one another, sort of like cops and robbers throwing bullets with their revolvers. We make a lot of noise but achieve nothing, nothing more than sometimes hurting one another. Maybe like Joseph, we need to give intuition a try to figure out what to do with Rachel and all the other mothers weeping and wailing. Madeline Lingle wrote a lot of books for and about children and their parents back in the 1960s and 70s. I read all of them. Some of them chapter by chapter to my sons. We read Wrinkle in Time that way. I recently reread another one called A Wind in the Door, because its tail is full of kithing. That's a Scottish word for deep intuitive thinking. A mode of knowing another's mind that requires no words at all. It is useful when logic won't work. The conflict in the story centers on Charles Wallace's mortal illness. He is six years old. His mitochondria are troubled. His sister Meg and her boyfriend Calvin and a deeply troubled school principal that children loathe Mr. Jenkins, must find a solution together. They accomplish this feat by kithing It's a really good story. There are cherubim who look like dragons, complete with fiery eyes. The thing about kithing is that it only works if you love the person you seek to understand. Not love like a boyfriend, Meg has to learn, but make a decision to love because it is required to save your little brother. Meg has to partner with Mr. Jenkins and must choose to love him. I found myself thinking about our poor American society in which we are so quick to loathe one another Is that why we cannot solve any of our commonly understood problems? Immigration, homelessness, poverty, racial justice? Meg learns to love the principal whose cooperation she needs to save her little brother. She makes that decision. Suddenly, she is inside his mind, seeing the world as he sees it. And he is inside hers. Difficulties resolve themselves. Well, we need to think about Isaiah this morning too. Maybe a little intuition and a little history will help. What does it mean to the prophet to preach that God's very self among the people of Israel in exile will save them, carry them all their days? They were sent into exile because of war and they were gonna be sent back home because Cyrus the Great made that decision. But first, the people had to ask themselves, what about our children? Are they better here where we've made a new life? Or should we go back there which lies in rubble? What about the children? Well, Isaiah's task was to convince them, enough of them, to have some hope so that they could go back home, rebuild the temple, reconstitute God's chosen people in community, so that God's word was again central in that resident community. That word, love me as your one God and love one another as neighbor. Do this, cries God through the prophets over and over. And has this not been God's project since the creation, even until now? Today we remember the first months of Jesus' life among us, living our very human life as a vulnerable baby, subject to the whims of kings and pharaohs world leaders of one kind and another. Our text about the children killed in the wake of King Herod's fury can well be called a text of terror. How can this be? Such injustice. How can God allow this? What kind of God is this? We are right to struggle with this text and with these questions. People quit coming to church over such texts. They give up on participation in God's project. We must ask ourselves, can our God-given freedom and love of others coexist in the human heart? Or will self-love to the exclusion of the other always triumph? And so I look to the children who at the age of two or so struggle the most obviously with this whole notion of sharing, having learned the words no and mine, at least in our culture, very quickly as they put together a vocabulary. And so our adult struggles play out in their lives as we guide them and model for them lives of grace and generosity. And they renew our lives as they struggle and as they do what they do naturally in curiosity. Look and see what we too often miss. This Advent, I read from a devotional guide called All Creation Waits all about animals that children see. I learned a lot um, from this author who had prepared such pictures to go in an advent calendar for her children because she didn't want an advent calendar full of presents and candy canes and stuff. I learned about the ways of animals in the snowy cold month of December up in northern Michigan. For December 25th, Miss Boss tells a human story about her neighbor's four children who build a wooden nativity-style manger and fill it with straw in the woods between their two rural (coughs) houses. She asks them why. They reply, it's for the deer, for all the animals. We like to watch them. She concludes her book with these words. As they grow... Will they lose the sight that sees light and spirit in other creatures? Or will they, despite the rush and clamor, find irresistible the beauty quietly radiating from everything that is? To the animals, it makes all the difference. Their hope and the hope of all that breathes is that human ones abandon themselves to the one great love. For that, all creation.